Okay, thank you for coming to sit for a while. Do we have, we have a few faces who are absolutely new to that side? Okay, yeah, okay. What we talk about at satsang is a little bit uh, radical. <laughs> so, so just listen for a while and, and just see what you make of it. That's, that's the best thing to do. Let's see what this way a bit more fast. So drop into whatever is still. Up there, down here, wherever it works for you. But place your attention to whatever is unchanging and still. rests in that stillness within. Life doesn't stop. Life doesn't need to be different. However it is, is how it is. Wanting it to be in a different way will cause pain. Any craving of any sort will cause pain. Wanting anything in your life to be different will cause pain. Doesn't mean not to do anything about it. Sometimes you make changes and sometimes you don't. But in your head, if you desire things to be different, you will suffer. to where that story of wanting anything to be different where that story is not operating your world does not need to be peaceful for peace to be within you, for your attention to rest in that peace within you. And if there's a sense of, yeah, I feel peace, go underneath that one. Go before that, where there's just peace. There's no me enjoying peace. It's not really where I'm pointing to. Go to where there's just peace and nothing much else. Let's see if talking will be will happen from here.
when someone you love dies, and can consciousness recognize, you know, say when we depart this body, is there a recognition of consciousness of that person that lived? In a sense, what I mean is, does consciousness recognize itself? If consciousness recognizes itself, that's one thing. If consciousness sees separation and that different things make up the whole, then it would. But how can it? Because it would have to hold a belief in separation. Mm -hmm. Do you see? So consciousness would have to see this person is separate from this person is this person. And that seeing doesn't happen. Consciousness just is, it doesn't even see. There isn't even that much separation where it's looking at itself. It is said that consciousness recognizes itself, or, but it doesn't really. It's, it's not literally. Do you know, it's a way for mind to understand, I suppose, to get a concept. Because you know, when you get a concept, you can let go a question. Mm-hmm. So very often... That, that phrase is used that consciousness recognizes itself or is constantly looking for itself. It's not even that active. Consciousness is more just the holding of manifestation. Without holding. It's more like a space. It's a very subtle awareness, I guess. Okay. It's like the, the, the first action before there is something to be aware, before there is do you see? Mm-hmm. So consciousness doesn't see parts, doesn't name. Because if it did, it would see good and bad. I think, too, my question is, like, after this body is gone. Yes. Like, um, I suppose my question is, like, what is it like? Or can we communicate with those that have gone before us? Is it possible? Okay. Everything, everything is valid some of the time. Everything works some of the time. Just like a kid growing up, you're into different things, you're into different styles, different things at stages of your life because different, um, different aspects of experiencing are playing through your body. Mm-hmm. Now, at a certain phase, there can be a belief that nothing exists beyond death. There can be a belief that everything exists beyond death. There can be a belief that you can communicate with those. Now, if that has kicked in about communicating with those who have passed away, it too will have to be thrown away. Because it absolutely needs the idea of here and there. Me and them. Mm -hmm. It needs the belief in separation for that to be valid. Mm -hmm. So that absolutely can come into your experience if separation is strong. Some people can do it, some people can't. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. It's not a special gift. It should, such things should never be made more separate anyway. Okay. It just increases the belief in separation. But yes, there are ways to do that, to communicate, of course, with those who have passed, passed on. And, and the belief, when that belief in separation is running and, and the other world, the veil becomes thin, there tends to be the idea that, oh, the faraway hills are greener syndrome works. Oh, what you have, you can help me more than I can help myself. And you know what? On the other side, they believe we can help them more than they can help themselves. Isn't that nuts? Hmm. Do you know? Somebody out there can help me to feel better. So it's just like that point again is going to make me feel better. 
or my dead grandmother can make me feel better. They're just beliefs. It will be a temporary happiness. It will be a temporary hit. So in the realm of temporary, for sure all of this stuff happens. And it will continue to happen until it is seen that there is no separation. That there is no individual I. There is no you. So in actual fact, our loved ones are living, kind of, well, I'm say living, but we're experiencing kind of the whole thing is the one, you know. Like, it's, um, like our loved ones are kind of what is here, living now kind of thing, or? Mm. Yeah, our loved ones is built on the belief in separation. That there's you yes. and there's, there's family members who've passed away or friends who've passed away. Mm. We're already in separation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can run a belief that, that they're part of you, that they're here, that they're gone, that they're gone forever. All of those beliefs are held somewhere by some mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. I'm pointing beyond all of that. Okay. Beyond all of that. There is no them and there is no you. There actually isn't. So you can go to the all as one and the interconnectedness of all things. And very often there's a sense of people who've passed away very close, that they're very close to you. And very often that's, that's kind of the idea that the interconnectedness of all things is kicking in. Mm-hmm. The sense of it all being... There's no distance, really. There's no distance. It's all... It's all in some way connected with what I am. Mm. Now, if that's kicking in, great. But don't build your house there. That's a belief system because the one in separation is softening. It's just getting a bit softening, softer. So, so sure, if, if, if it's moving towards the belief that, that there is a oneness, they're part of me or they're never too far, okay, enjoy it. But know that it's just mind again. Mm-hmm. It's just mind who wants to believe as separation isn't really real. And of course it's not. Mm. But if separation isn't real, you don't exist as a separate from anything anyway. That's itself a thought. And that's what I point towards. Find out if separation exists at all. But you'll find that these beliefs are taken for granted. That I am separate and they're separate and gosh, after death there seems to be a closeness. Or not. These all need separation. In order for these thoughts to happen, they need the belief in separation to be there as a foundation. Do you see? So when all is one, when that theory starts to kick in, the interconnectedness of it all, beyond that, there isn't even one. It is so interconnected that it's not even a unit. Because if there is one bottle here, there must be two for me to say there's one. So to say that there's one, there must be a belief in separation. Because there must be me naming one separate from what the one thing is. Separate from the unit. Mm -hmm. So that which is one never says I am one. How can it say I am one? You can only say I am one if you think there's two. Do you see? So let the interconnectedness and the, the closeness of loved ones who passed away you can know, gosh, we're not our body anyway. Something is still there, and we're not our body. So what are we? Let it keep unraveling. Let it keep unraveling, even beyond oneness. So there isn't even one. 
Have I gone a bit too far? No, 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 that's fine, thank you. Okay. Do we appear many times in the sense where, like, um, do we take physical form, or does the body manifest many, like, reincarnation? Um, uh, yeah, the belief, the belief of of mm, mm. depending on how solid the bundle of beliefs that are running in your identity, that determines what will happen after that body dies. So if there is a hankering desire over desire over here in the side of your head, mm-hmm. and just a desire of I always wanted to live in the country, mm. I just always wanted to live in the country, I just. Freaking didn't work, but I wish I lived in the country. I'm sure my goal. Okay, so we have a desire. If that desire is still running, if it needs resolution and hasn't been let go, if it's still got a bit of a charge about it, that desire will not go with your body. That desire will keep going until it finds a way to live in the country. That desire can literally go into the seed of a tree and become a tree and ensure it stays in the country. Or that desire can reincarnate into somebody at any point in their life. But because, because our thinking is so structured, we imagine that it must happen at conception or prior to conception or at birth or whatever. It's not that tight at all. It's not that tight at all. The, the, the energy of thought is moving all the time. You can sit beside somebody in a cafe if you go for lunch after this. You can, and you can have an idea of what the mood is of the person who's beside you and you never met her before. And then, lo and behold, that can be removed for the rest of the evening. We're like sponges, mm-hmm. do you know? Constantly picking up and moving and shit, constantly. Now, if you keep your attention on that, life would be torture. Because you know you can't control it, but the desire to control it will be there. If you place your attention on what's underneath all of that, you won't be bothered at all about what happens. When I die, but sure, that's only the body. But sure, what's that got to do with anything? That's in the realm that changes. The body is fine. But if there's an identity that's strong, and it will always be glued together with desire, the desires will seek resolution. The desires will go on. And they may reincarnate into a babe, or they may they just find resolution. It's literally energy, like attracting like. It's, it's energy. It's all it is. It's just energy in this realm. It can be broken down to that. So, so very often there's. I was talking to somebody yesterday, actually, who who has had somebody who is talking to somebody who has passed away, but is convinced that his son is the reincarnation of this person who's passed away. But and he rang. Literally, it's funny how these things happen together. He rang yesterday. Said, well, how can how can you know I be talking to this fella? And if I know it's my son. I mean, it's clear as day. It's my son. And the same habits, the same everything. And my son is three. And now I, this fella's talking to me as if he's real. So, like, was I wrong all the time about about that? And that comes from the the, the imagination that we are completely and totally this body and confined to this body, and that's it. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're like sponges. We're picking up this and that, picking up a habit and a good habit and a bad habit. Constantly moving and changing, trying to fix and shape and fix and shape. And we'll never be right if we keep doing that. Because that just continues the I story all 
all about me. Me fixing, me start, starting, me improving, me getting it right, me searching for... The list is endless. So take it that anything can happen. That a part of something can reincarnate. That a part of it can hang around and be communicating with this mind. Because it's all just God. And there is no limit on that. You see? Or that which is beyond if the word God doesn't sit. Or the emptiness. Whatever. The absolute. So there are no limits on it. The limits are totally a product of mind. Because the desire to control is so strong, well, I've got to get a handle on how it works. How does it work? And then I'm okay because I'm okay and because I know how it works. <laughs> it's okay to not know how it works. Let the parameters of what we think is normal expand. They should expand. Everything thinkable is possible. No matter how wacky. Because thought creates everything anyway. It's all concepts. It's just concept. So if you can think it, it can exist. So at a certain point, facts become very loose. Facts are valid when cause and effect is tight. I do this and it creates a change. Fine. Yeah, but there's a whole lot of other things that went down. Mind would say, I decided to move that bucket from here to there. But actually, there is no free will. So where does that leave it? You see, everything breaks down. Everything breaks down at a certain point. So for you to know where you're at and what works for you, but instead of trying to work stuff out, say, hold on, maybe that's so, and maybe not. Maybe that's just the perspective that makes me feel like I've got a handle on things. So let it get looser. It ain't so black and white. Let it get looser. But mind will forever present new things to work out, to control, to be fascinated with. It will always do this, as long as there is a belief that the outside world can make me happy. <coughs> Let the natural reduction of life take place. Or if you need the wall, or you don't need a back support, I remember you can sit. <laughs> Some people need walls. <clears throat> and in a way, I'm, you know, mind won't be satisfied more than likely with what I'm saying. Do you know? Because mind can't get a hand on it. And that's the most useful thing, if there is use. Because it stops that controlling mechanism of mind and saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. Place attention to what is at peace and not bothered by anything which has nothing to work out. And mind will say, whoa, whoa, my life will fall apart. And it's like, prove it to yourself. Try it and see. It won't fall apart at all. It'll be unburdened by the idea of me controlling it all. Uh -huh. Yeah, um, watching your Toronto retreat, 
um, which was, I really enjoyed. Um, there, was, so, there was a man asked a question, um, but uh, I didn't quite get it because it, it was between two sessions or something, or I don't know, anyway, I didn't get it. But it seemed that the question was something about if somebody insulted me, Yes. Um, you know, what would I do about that? Okay. You know, and yes. I think your answer was something about um, be insulted, you know, the, be insulted and, um, and I talk about it now, that um, the ego tries to repair itself. Yes. And, um, but not to do that, that, um, yes. I didn't quite understand, okay. and I was having a similar situation at the time. Sure. And I did it differently to the way you were kind of suggesting, you know? Yes. Um, so would you just kind of clarify that? I felt in my own situation that um, I had been insulted. Yes. Sort of. And it sort of didn't bother me immediately, but it bothered me later. And then I kind of um, spoke to the person and said, you know, I heard that you, I mean, it sounds kind of trivial, and I suppose it always is, but however, you know, you said such thing about me, and, you know, yeah. I didn't like it, basically. Yeah. It was nasty, right? Right. So, and I know there's no right or wrong, but um, I, I just didn't, I mean, it seemed to kind of resolve it for me. Yes. yes. You know, so yes. then I was thinking to try and, Okay, so what are you saying? Okay, okay. In the self-development world, in the, in the, the phase of when the ego is, is ripening, coming to its wholeness, and we're just like nature. The mind is just like an apple ripening in the tree. It's going to reach its fruition, and then it will start to rot or decay or fall off, or to reach it, whatever. But there is a time when it's perfectly ripe. Now, when the ego is perfectly, the sense of I, the ego, when that is perfectly right, mm -hmm. then you know that you are lovable and that you are capable. Your confidence is intact. Okay? Now, if when somebody insults you and you need to do something about it, then that's not intact. Then in some way you believe, no, no, I must stand up for myself and I, I affirm myself and, and that's what confidence building teaches you, to do that. Okay? Now that will keep the ego intact because it repairs the I and your own assertiveness and repairs your own power and authority and sovereignty and it repairs the ego. Yeah. Now that's fine, that's the personal development world. This is about seeing that the ego doesn't exist at all. That the ego, no matter how solid and confident, is the very thing that makes suffering happen. You see? So when, when, when it's getting into that overripe stage, for sure, whatever will destroy your ego, bring it on. Celebrate being insulted and bad-mouthed and lambasted. Celebrate it. Because the only thing... And it's like... The ego will want to repair itself. It really will. You really feel like, I can't let people walk all over me. And it's like, they will only walk over your ego. The only thing that can ever be hurt is your ego. So we spend ages building it up, and that's the activity. That's, that's the whole joy of arriving at the place of loving and accepting yourself. 
Now beyond all of that, when you see that that actually was just a game, that you're not that either, that that's not enough either, then whatever happens, let it happen. And when the gut-wrenching, oh God, I feel so bad because of what they said, when it comes up, it's like, happy days, whatever is being hurt is my ego. Let it get destroyed. I hear you, ego, and I'm squirming underneath it, but it's the ego, and I'm not defending you, and I'm not repairing you. And bring it on, and let there be more instance. So it's the work of surrender. Do you see? You're surrendering the self-image, you're surrendering all that you want to protect and preserve and defend, and what would you be defending? The fact that you feel all right? What would we be? We'd be manipulating. I want somebody else to change their opinion about me. It's all in the I, 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 I game. And of course it makes the eye feel better. It makes the gut-wrenching pain go because we've put, we've put it all together again. And we've made the eye strong again. And nobody messes with me and that's the idea that goes out. But that's all the ego. That's all the ego. It takes constant defending and self-asserting and distraction. And it's totally laborious to keep, laborious to keep maintaining it anyway. So it's not easy in the start, you know, to say it's okay. Whatever, whatever they're doing, they're entitled to their opinion. It's mind behaves like that. Mind likes, mind, dis mind dislikes. Mind loves, mind hates. These are activities. Be okay with all of them. What you are isn't bothered by them. So if attention isn't what you are, sure, it's perfectly fine if somebody calls you an unmerciful Egypt. It's fine. It's like, that's, that's, they're entitled to their opinion. That's fine. It's not what they are, it's not what you are. Mind behaves like that. Don't be bothered with it. But mind will be bothered with it. Because mind says, right, wrong, that's not wrong, that's right in my book, so we're going to make it right. You see? And only ego will be invested in this kind of activity. The freedom from all of that is there, placing attention in what you really are. You're not your personality. You're not your self-image, no matter how much we've worked at maintaining it and building it. You're not your self-image. So what do you think? You don't look very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does it feel too much? Or do you see no. that? Okay. No, it doesn't. Okay. Just kind of keep working at it, yeah? Yeah. And it actually takes less work than defending yourself. Yeah. There's a freedom in like, hey, wherever this pain is coming from, that's the ego crumbling. That's what the pain is. The ego crumbling. Doesn't matter really. Not at all. Not at all. Be okay about it all. Whatever happens, the good, the bad. And equally, when compliments come, don't let it fatten you. You know? It's just like, yeah, okay, mind behaves like that. Mind presents the positive and mind presents the negative. Go to where there isn't even positive and negative. Attention rests naturally there until you crank it up into the self-image story and run that story. Attention rests there anyway. It's the most natural thing in the world. Between thoughts, that's where attention is. 
There's nothing going on. You know, love is happening, but there's nothing going on in your head. There's no story running. Stay there all the time. Then it doesn't matter who shouts at you. Sure. That, let that happen too. That's all right. It takes an eye to say, I don't like it. So without cranking up that eye, there's nobody saying, I like it or I don't like it. Because there's just peace. That's freedom, huh? Continue to do its thing, defending itself, etc., and and even interfering with that is getting engaged. Like even resisting the mind, doing its preposterous arm folding. Isn't that isn't that also like mm-hmm. isn't that mm-hmm. the insult isn't isn't being felt in this language that you're using isn't being felt by that which is really me. Yes. So so it can get into the box and ring and box itself till it's knocked out or knocked someone else out. Yes, it's not my job to interfere with that either. Okay, but the natural state is to be outside of, of the happening, is attention to be outside of it. And the more attention is placed there, the more it's total effort, total effort to invest in the action of defending. Do you see? That's, it's not that, mind my tell you, it feels like you're restraining. But actually, you've already gone out to say, I'm going to defend myself. Oh no, I can't do that. I'm restraining. We've got a double effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas if attention is in the stillness, should this, there's no effort at all. It doesn't start. The movie doesn't start about you know, wanting to defend and not defending. None of it starts. Do you see? I think this is even on some sort of what felt like a eureka about this, or a discovery, a realization of my own misconceptions around this conversation. And uh, last weekend, I thought my misconception is that I thought the dream ends when I am properly identified. But it felt like a discovery to say, ah, the dream doesn't necessarily end. The dream may continue. The dream yes. can do whatever it wants to. That's right. So, so unless I'm mishearing that conversation that you just had, it felt like you were saying, in a way, identify with the eye that's defending itself and, st- and tell it not to bother. No, I'm asking to observe it, to see it. So it can defend itself. It'll still take umbrage. It'll still... It, it probably won't. Okay. It probably won't. Very rarely will it do that. Very rarely will it actually come out and say something. That would be nice. And, and, yeah. and when it does, it'll be really sh- it would be like the way a man does it. It would be just to the point, delivered there and then, and that's it. Women stew a bit. You know, generally, generally we stew, and men are, are like, it's done and it's finished, and that's the end of it. What, what, what did I say about you? You see? It gets like that, it gets cleaner. Um, but, but it's rare enough. It's kind, of, it's kind of an accidental byproduct. Exactly. It's not resting your attention. It's not that it's because we're more successful at, at controlling how I react. Yes. It's actually that when a reaction happens, there is a knowing that it's passing through. There is no sense of like, oh, the eye came out and did that. It's, it's just passing through. But it's rare enough. But it's very effective when it does happen. You see? So what I was talking about to Anne was about coming from the, 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 the 
the self-development, what we learn, to that space of, hey, come to the I am, come to the I am, and pull back from the story, okay? So now what you're talking about is like, is the next step again. So whether defending happens or doesn't happen, there is still no I who's doing it. There's no sense that, oh my God, I came out and did, why did I do that? There's no questioning. There's no... For example, one, um, one place where there was a satsang retreat maybe six weeks ago, one person had a really, 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 really tough time. Could, could not, had mixed up the whole non-duality language with that. Well, this is a divine, this is a passenger consciousness. And it's like, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, and, what was I going to say? Um, you, you have, bring brutally self-honest to see exactly what's playing at what time is, is what's important. Now, it sounds like what you're talking about is that the dream is becoming more visibly a dream. When it's seen as a dream, there's, 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 there's no you in it. There's, there's no you in it. There was the idea that there, there was you and it was separate. But in seeing that it's a dream, there, there's no sense of uh, I responded in this way or I responded in that way. Even that goes. Or that one is better than another. But while the I is still intact, it feels like we have things to do to break it down. And it's simply that you are letting the I break down the I. That's all. So at a certain point, to have the wisdom to know that, hey, even less than that, even less than that. But you will feel if something has a charge. If it has a charge, it's the ego. Of course, it's the ego defending itself. If there's no charge, do you know? And something said, and it's really like, no, you're not to do that, or, or whatever. I said, no. And you walk out, and so it's like, wow, I did hear that. <laughs> you totally know that it just passed through. And for sure, it was delivered exactly the only way it could have been. You know? There was no personal idea of right and wrong that into it. But it's rare enough that it happens. But, oh yeah, but that, that, that person in the States who exploded in that way, there was nothing said. This body stopped talking. And I'm waiting to come out and hack and hack and hack and hack until somebody, whoa, comes out of the story. Nothing happened. Absolutely nothing happened. Do you know? And somebody else started talking. Whoa, somebody else took it up. You know? So, no charge. Never a charge. You see? When you first broke it down in that way for me, I thought this is really peace making. Do you know? Yes. It's really peace making peace. Yes, Josh. It's like a Nobel Prize for peace, for peace yes. material. Yes. You know? yes. Absolutely, of course. How can there be a fight with somebody because it's yourself? You, there's just a knowing that it's all you, it's all what you are. There are no individuals, there's no separation, there's nothing. It's just all of you manifesting in form. Including the eye that we think we yes. are. Yes. all. Yes, right. It's a beautiful part of the manifestation too. Yeah. So how could you fight with yourself? How could you fight with your foot? 
What a pleasure to hear. It's, it's that nuts. <laughs> Having an enemy is that crazy.
I feel and uh, then like you know it's probably a technique but you know I'm able to kind of realise this is me against me here like you know you know I'm creating this way and let it go you know yes but I'm not at the stage where I can kind of when somebody does say something that it actually just passes through me. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I can do it after. Okay. After the fact. Yes. That, you know, but when does it flip over? That mightn't ever flip over, Carl. It does for some and it doesn't for others. The difference is the flipping over is knowing that, sure, this is fine, this happens in consciousness, that there's a hole in my gut. Mm. This happens in consciousness that I can't sleep because of that conversation repeating. It, the ownership goes. That it's happening to me. That's the flipping over. That it's happening to me. Now, for some people, it flips over that no comment will ever give you a kick in the gut. For some, it happens like that, and that every comment just passes by. And then the idea of ownership goes. But for most, the ownership burns out first. And that happening is just passing through and there's nobody bothered about it. There isn't an immunity in the way like, uh, you can imagine with self-realization, like some people actually have the idea that, oh, your body will be perfect, perfectly in health and that you'll never have financial problems and that you'll never, you know, be lonely and whatever. So it's just an idea. It's just an idea. It's just an idea. Things continue the same, but you know that it's not happening to you. You see, it's just passing by. Like you can still cut your arm, and sure, and there's pain from it. But it's just the body, it's not what you are. It's that subtle layer that goes. So it might never happen that you don't feel like you've been kicked in the gut when somebody insults you. Might never happen. But knowing that it's not you and what you are, there's no need to defend it, it's a happening, and it's fine. And if there's a chakra that's got it because of it, it'll repair itself. Or you can repair it yourself, for whatever you do. Like putting a plaster on a cut. You see, that kind of maintenance happens, even of your energy body. That kind of maintenance happens. But, but only simply if the bottle of water fell over, I'd straighten it. It's like a low-grade control. It's just a low-grade control, but there isn't an I who wants to be loved by everybody. That if there's an I who wants to be loved by everybody, well, then it will defend itself. It's always, self-defense is always underpinned by desire. And the desire for love is the core one. So if there's no desire, the pain can still come. It's like, whoa, it's an energy, your chakra can be busted. But so what? It's like, yeah, that's just a piece of energy. Straighten it up or don't straighten it up, doesn't matter. Put a plaster on a cut, don't, doesn't matter. My fester at my doesn't matter. Do you know? Yeah. And there's a common sense that we kick in and take care of stuff. But it will never be obsessed. It will never be motivated by I want to control it. Do you see the difference? Kind of, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. The personal goes. So it doesn't happen to you personally if somebody insults you. That's the difference. If you take it personally, it's ego. No, but can you take it personally in the... You know, as it's happened, you know what I mean? Yeah. You call me a name, as it's happened or whatever. Yeah. You know, or, or 
usually with me is like that, like that one over there. Like it's, it's you, you know, it's the dark it's like, you know, and I mean, which I mean, I'm able to kind of to see it, you know, and then kind of go, okay, this has happened to me, I don't know, you know, okay. in my body, you know, and yes. I kind of go, okay, you know. You know, that's not you know, I'm able to kind of stand, you know, observe it if you like, you know. Yes. And let it burn out, you know? Okay. Um, okay. I even forget what it is. Do you ever go back and defend yourself? Um less and less. Okay. Very yeah. rarely. Yeah. You know, I might I like if 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 it's an ongoing situation with somebody, like I might find myself starting up the the argument again, like, you know, but if if something's happened, then, you know, away from the situation, you know, I've gone home or whatever, and, you know, I tend to kind of sit with it. So what's this doing when you're away from a situation? Because that seems to be what's happening. That's what I'm interested in. That after a scenario, mind starts, that's... Yeah, it starts playing. It's like, it's like it's a habit. It's, you know, it's like it's got an energy of its own, right? And I'm able to know that it's just bullshit like rubbish. Yeah. You know? But still it takes your attention. But still. Yeah, it does, but then it gets less and less, I suppose. You know, Stop doing that stewing. Yeah. Because you're just in your head like you're just playing a thought of right and wrong until you arrive at the fact that you're able to see that it's not just, you know, like it's with, with anything. You know, it's not I'm able to see it all the one like because um, you know it's it can be anything, any anxiety or anything. So it doesn't matter. Like, you know, it presents different. You know, like somebody would say something else. It could be a fear about something else. You know, it's all one. Like it's just a, a reaction. Like, yes. You know, um, that that creates a yes repeated kind of thing. Yes. You know, it kind of keeps, yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, but I'm able to kind of. It's like it's like. I was saying it's something today, it's like you're caught in two worlds, like. Yes. You know, are two different. You go into a post-mortem phase, like. Is it? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I do that a lot with it, with, with, with all sorts of things. Like break it. Can't break it. But like, yes, I know there's this other part of me that's completely free and that's just. Yes. That's. that's but, but why does attention leave that which is freedom to entertain the story, to do the post-mortem? Only to arrive to know that it's rubbish. It's like it's a habit. It is a habit. Break it. It's easy to step in time. I have terrible trouble breaking that habit. I'm absolutely mad sometimes. My head is just going and going and going. I'll be driving the car and I'll say, and I'll tell you another thing. I'm talking to nobody. It's absolutely insane. And I wake up at night with my head just trying to go, go, go. It's torture. Absolute suffering. Like, just lying there thinking, oh, I just want to sleep. And this crazy person in my head is just yabbering on and on and on. Yes. And I do say, just stop it. Yes, so this is different though. I that switch. Okay. I turn it on, but I'd, I'd never turn it on again. Okay. Know? I mean, but I can't. Okay, this, there's two things now. This, I yeah. I thought I was, no, I was, no, because for you, the, for you, it's the desire for it to stop is what's causing the pain. Yeah. Stop running the desire for, for, for silence in your head. That means I'm stuck with the yabbering. Mm -hmm. No, that's the eye who's, who's pissed off because it still has a desire and it can't satisfy the desire. You still have a desire, 
If I'm stuck with it, well then it's my desire can't be fulfilled. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying your desire can't be fulfilled. I'm saying that the desire is causing the pain. It's that particular thought. The conversations are fine. They're all full of desires. But if you go for the biggest desire, which is for all of this to stop, it's like, no, it's okay, it's okay. So if there's stillness and this is happening, like, whoa, that's a desire for me to defend myself. Whoa, that's a desire. It can be full of desires. Those mm-hmm. desires, what you're describing. But this is a bit different. Right. This is like it's, like, it's like a fantasy. Do you know when, when, when mind after an event, and when you're on your own, when there's nothing going on, mind wants to just cruise on something. <laughs> and for some it'll be sex. And for some it's the post-mortem of a scenario of, of something that had a bit of Discomfort in it. Yeah, Do you know? It can be anything. Can be anything. Yeah, anything. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's like it's an energy that just goes yes. to anything. And that's the same just... energy that creates alcoholism. It's like, whoa, I'll have a drink now. Give me distraction. Give me distraction. Give me distraction. That's what this is. Yours isn't about distraction. Yours is about desire. Do you see the difference? It sounds like, it sounds like yeah. what's going on, it sounds similar to what he's saying, maybe it's different motivation or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure, maybe, maybe, it, it just feels like, if you went for the specific desire. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, I wanted to stop, I really wanted to stop. That's the problem, that's the problem, is wanting, to, wanting it to stop has created the idea that it is distracting you from peace, it's not. It's not distracting you from peace. Peace is there all the time. It's only desire that will distract you from peace. So when your mind is comparing the chaotic head stuff, the business in my head, versus peace, and I can only be in one or the other, that's not true. That's not true. It's the, there's a thought that they are separate from each other. And the desire is what makes that chink. The desire to be in one or the other. There is no gap. Attention can stay in the piece and the yapping can go on and you can be in different ways. Like a radio that you forgot to, that you, you broke the on off knob. Well, I heard the clock. <laughs> That's it, because the desire is strong, you see? Yeah. The desire is still there. I want to find that now. <laughs> yeah, you see, that's because the desire is, has, has you. It has you. The desire is creating the suffering. And so the experience of the chatter in your head seems much stronger because it's fueled by the desire for it to stop. You see, so go after the desire for it to stop and unpack that. Really, really sit with that and get rid of it. You will find that it's fine. Whatever's going on in your head has only background noise. It's like noise upstairs or it's, it's like any noise, it's fine. It's there, it's not there, sure you don't have to tune into it. But you can't see that while you're entertaining the desire for it to go. Right. Yeah. See it now? Yeah. I do, but I, I have to... Sure. Yeah, sure. And then maybe there's a kind of thing as well. If there is, there's a multi-layer job it. Do you see? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a multi... If you can resonate with him, now Okay. Which go after the desire. But you go after the desire for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, where's the desire? Where's the desire here? It's like, drop that. No? Drop that. No? And you find it to rev up again and to rev up again. It's like, wow. Hey, that's just mind. Imagine there's peace if this desire is satisfied. Mm-hmm. 
ridiculous thing. Yeah. That's only a thought. Mm. It's just a thought, it's nothing more. So stop that thought. Because all mind will do is, at the end of that desire, there'll be peace. At the end of that desire, there'll be peace. And sure, there's mm. peace. There's peace. You're just running in the desire to give you contrast. And the eye likes contrast because it's all about distraction.
and then if you can scan on the next yes. thing, come back again. Back again. But over, usually over the hour, yes. it's gone by the end of the hour. Yes. And, and that's shorter now. Yes. That's what used to happen. Yes. And as I say, it's like grief actually, I found. Yes. Um, that it comes in huge waves kind of at the start when something yes. overwhelming happened. Um, like my best friend was killed in a car crash this day nine years ago, and at the time, you know, the grief was overwhelming, and it comes in waves, you know, you could have it for three days, and then you think it's gone, and it comes back, and it's the same with that stuff, it kind of, yes. you know, comes, and yes. huge, powerful cycles, kind of, and yes. then it weakens, and then it weakens, yeah, it comes back again, then maybe a little bit weaker, kind yes, of. yes, and over time, it yes. dies down, yes, yeah. So if, if you're at that phase of where you see the pattern, do you know, you see what goes on, don't even entertain the pattern. Yeah. Let the pattern be happening, but not let it, don't let it be yours. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Just like, whatever, it's just doing its thing, but keep your attention outside of all of it, even prior to the, the, the observing of it. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. I heard an old man actually one day. Was on Kilpatrick about eight or nine years ago, and he was going up with his wife. They were going up the sea park, and he fell on his ass. And he got up and he let a big cack out of him. And he said, Ah, there's nothing hurt except my pride. And that soon ended. Wow, wonderful. I was wondering about physical pain. Uh-huh. I've had a period of experience dealing with some of that, that on retreats and that. You know, I've had experiences like where very bad physical pain has gone away altogether or yes. moved to another place. Or yes. At the moment, I, I have a bad knee and um, when I've been meditating the last few days, it's been very, very painful. Ah. And the longer I sit, the more painful it gets. You know, and I'm trying okay. to watch it okay. and that will not move. Okay. And, you know, I'm aware that you know, there's nobody listening to the sound. But, the pain, I can see that there, it's nobody's pain. Yes. But there's still something there that really wants to push it away. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And there are times when you can see it's just like the other thing there, the grief and the irritation and that coming in waves kind of when you watch it closely. Yes. It's very intense. Yes. For a couple of seconds and then there's a space. Kind yes. Of that, but, yes. But there is still something there that, you know, that child just really wants to get away from it, you know. Yes. It's just desire. It's just desire. It's desire for the pain you need to go. And especially when mind will say, well, I'm in retreats. I'm pain free, so therefore there's this phase of of no pain and let's be free to it. And why do you do everything to control it, to satisfy desire? Yeah. And all I have to do is move and be both. Yeah. You want, to, you want it to go away. Yes. Different. Of course. But the distraction from the meditation is just because you're in the story of the knee, you're playing with the knee now. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And what, what happens, um, you know, in, in um, awakening or whatever, when, when you get extreme pain, you know, like. Yeah. It's, 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 just, it's just in the body. It doesn't take enough. Attention. <laughs> Just keep it in my life. <laughs> Just like the body. That's a big deal. Do you know? 
nothing trying to push it away? Or? Not at all. No, very, 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 very. Yeah. It's really bad, yeah. It's really bad on September. Do you know? Um, yeah. But no, there's no desire for it to be gone. There's no yeah. desire for it to go. Yeah. So then it's all right. Yeah. You move slower, or you can move, or you have to do the day and, and that's what's happening next. Yeah. But it's, it, there's no desire for it to go. It's the desire that catches. Because the desire needs an eye, and then the eye is up and shut, and the eye becomes the pain more than the knee. That's really the uncomfortable pain at this point, do you know? Yeah. So the eye is rising, it's like, whoa, everything's wrong. What's up the next story that's going to use? Mm-hmm. And if you use the body, because then the body is the, the last one usually, huh? Yeah. It's the last one. So let there be pain, it's fine, it's just the body. Yeah. And if you need to shout more because you're pain, let the shout more and happen. Mm-hmm. But it's just the body, it's just mind using the body, whatever, connecting with the body. That's fine, that's not you. Yeah. That's not you, you don't need it to change either. Because what you are is not involved in it. Yeah. What you are is not affected by it, and what you are does not even know about it. Yeah. And let your attention stay there. Yeah. 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 Jackie, when you have, when the pain is quite strong, either emotional or physical, you just set it there. You just let the attention be. You see, it depends. This is where you have to know yourself brutally well. At a certain point, if if your own self-confidence is not strong enough, yes, it's running away from that work. Very, very few can get away with the you know really going the non-duality path. And having avoid having avoided creating a wholeness, arriving at that place of self-love, it's very rare that you can skip that stage. So if it feels like, isn't this avoiding it? Going to that place, I'm avoiding something. Then some little bit of wholeness still needs to be addressed. Now I've seen people at really really like. <coughs> Having, having to do a bit of creating the ego and it's really, really like close to no identification with anything at all. So it's not a sequence. Don't take it as a, as a, um, whatever, a, a progressive thing in terms of uh, one level detects one level. You know, one pattern is quite right that in the path. It's not like that. Everyone is different. But if there is that feeling, don't deny it. Don't imagine, oh no, I should have had that self-love thing done ages ago. God's sake, I'm doing non-duality. Don't go there. That's absolutely not true. You see, the feeling is so big, but it's under... It's, it's not about anything. It's just a, a very deep feeling that is, just seems to be there. And the more... Feeling of? Of what exactly is it you described? I can't describe it. It's deeper than the description. It's like... It's a slight kind of in the nervous system, but I can't describe it. It happens when I'm asleep, and it's happening here now. Uh, so it's at a deepest level, if you know what I mean. Can you drop deeper? Can attention drop beneath it, where that story isn't running? Yeah, it's interesting, because when you're uh, deeper, it brings it up even stronger. Ah, okay. So the more I sit in peace, the 
Yeah. The more it surfaces. Okay. And it's like a, I don't know, it's, like, it's not nice. Yeah. If something is shouting that loud, then you have no option but to go after it. Yeah. And you know, I've been, I've been at it for, my, for a while. No. To resolve it. But I'm here, just sitting with it. Yes. And when I'm waking, before I wake, it's very yes. present. Yes. It's, it's a very horrible thing. Yes. So, uh, I sort of say, okay, I'm not this, I'm not this. Yes. Try to open it. Yes. And it, uh, sometimes works. And I'm just saying, why try and get out of it by going beneath it? Okay. And even going beneath it is very strong. Yeah. That's where you have to make the decision yourself. What I used to do was I would go beneath it, go beneath it, go beneath it, go beneath it, go beneath it. Until it broke. <coughs> until it something I would like be in bits, I would end up just crying with total frustration. I can't! I can't, okay, you got me. Okay, I can't yeah. do it. Yeah. I can't. I'm and when I would take that fight, then I would go after resolving whatever it was. An emotional level, mental level, physical level, I would do the whole lot and go after resolving it. Do you know? But, but I would only know that it needed that much attention when I knew this is too big. I can't actually drop beneath it. It's shouting louder than the pull to silence. And you see, I don't even know, it's, it's kind of not something that I, uh, that I know how to go after. I only know that I have when it's a baby, when I appeared first, you know? Okay. So it's not something that I put my okay. focus on. Okay. But it sits there like a huge massive ball or something. Yes. You know, I just want to show you to take my attention off completely. Of course. Well, that's yes. the thing. Take your attention off completely, of course. You see, I'm not going to take my attention off completely. Yeah. It gets even bigger. You see, that's what I'm saying. So, can you take your attention off completely? Have you hit that point of where you have no option that it's bigger, that it's bigger than your power to place attention in the box, please? You have reached that point. Yeah. Okay. Then, then you do every trick in the book. You work on loving it. You work on healing it. You. Yeah. And moving it. Hmm? Moving it. You know. Yeah. And something needs resolution. The yeah. Something needs a movement into the body. Do you know, like either, you know, dancing through, you know, or yeah, or, you know, or sometimes pops with the movement. Yeah. You know, like if you open it, that yeah. part of your body more. Yeah. Yeah, because it's quite paralyzing, you know? Yeah. I, I, and I know I'm really strong underneath that. Yes, yes. This thing is like, wow. Yes. Yes. And if it is in the nervous system, very physical. Yeah, movement, sure. Sure, movement, dance, anything. Yeah. Any movement. Liberating movement, you know? Just literally. Well, it's funny, even I go, I go swimming a lot, but I swim, it's more soft swimming. Okay. Brings it out more. Okay. Well, if, if that was me five years ago, I would go anywhere yeah. to get it sorted. Okay. I would go from kinesiologist to this one to that one. To, I would keep doing and I would do everything that everyone said until I knew that their thing doesn't work. <laughs> so whatever, whatever remedy is given to you, whatever, you do the course. Yeah. Do the course and, and see what happens. But give everything a chance. Because what very often can happen 
When, when you know, okay, this, this experience is too big, actually dropping into the silence, it's not happening. So what's happening is that the ego needs to experience something else. That's what's happening. It's just not ready to burn out the spit. It's just going to pull you back into the world. All right? When you go back into the world, the ego will try to make the remedy not work. So that you'll go from Billy to Jack to Tommy to get it fixed. But never quite do, do anything properly. Not go on the diet they recommended totally. And not, you know? Go the full course. Absolutely go the full course. Wherever you're led, just do it. Just, because you have to become the manager then. Because what mine will do is keep trying to, he showed a different face, just to keep you out, keep the ego story going a bit longer. You see, you use it as a project. Whereas you come in and you manage it and get it sorted. Because that experience needs to be had. Because it's dropping into the stillness is just, it's just, it's just not having it. Where are you going to deal with it? Do you see the difference? So, yeah, I can't hear it sort of. I don't know if I'm hearing it fully, but... Okay. Because the stillness, I, I can drop into... Yes. Very yes. And this is just here, but I do, yeah, I'm full for... It's either you want to get it shifted, or you don't. Yeah. No, it's not so big, I have to shift it. Alright, then you make your priority. And then you go about becoming the manager of shifting it. Do you know what I mean? With the aim of making it weak enough, or letting it disappear, whichever is going to happen, for you to go back and still and retain, remain there. Because something needs to be experienced. When, when the power of the eye is stronger than dropping into the stillness, when the story is just too strong, then something needs to be experienced. Yeah. Something isn't done. You've got to go out and do it. But you have to have the wisdom to know the difference. That's wisdom. And it's only you who can really be that self-honest. Yeah. Right, I'll do homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a piece of homework. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Can I ask you something? Sure, yeah. About this, uh, you know, running or managing your own day or existence or whatever. And um, it's just like a desire again of trying, even just that today we go a certain way, you do X, Y, and Z that day, and ultimately it won't. <laughs> you can't do it, or you don't have that control. And I'm in the torture of knowing that and not, still not able to switch the habit off. Ah, okay. And uh, so I have the desire of running to want things to go a certain way, and then immediately knowing that can't happen anyway, and then the the kind of uh, how do I get out of it? So it's like that double you're saying like that double jogging or doing double the work even, you know, not you know, it's just it's tormenting me. I'll just um, how to switch the desire off, and yet how not to be given out myself for having had it in the first place. <laughs> just a habit of. That, you know, wanting things to go a certain way, I suppose, you know. Surrender. Surrender personally. These acts all day long. Yes. But this path is intense for you, intense for you anyway. You know what it's like. 
it's, if it has it, I can, you know, <laughs> you know it has it. And so what's breaking down is, is the idea that you have free will. You're, 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 something is trying to exercise free will, but it's being walloped back in its bath every time. Or just so that you totally get that you do not have control. Yeah. So that message is really, really, really whacking, I think. Yeah, and then it's clear that the desire pops back up again to yes. still want it. And yes. so, I, it's like... Is it with a fighting energy like? Extreme, yeah, does uh, at times ferocious anger was it like. Okay. Why can't I fucking just walk to the loo? You know, yes, yes. for the littlest thing, you know, or why can't I? Whatever, ferocious anger like. Yes. And then... Still, that's not changing. Still, no control. <laughs> Still, can't make this happen. You know, but it is. Really Do you know what? What might work? I found that there's there's kind of two um um what you call that when an aspect yeah the energy of ego when when something is dying like the free will thing is dying for some it becomes vicious because it's life force that's actually dying and it's fighting for survival. It's just a very human thing to do. That aspect of thought is fighting for survival. But you know what? What I've seen a lot of is, is that fight is actually like a child who wants the limits put up, but who's kicking and screaming, but actually you know would respond very well to being told no. Mm. No, they actually need the limits. And mind is like that. But of course, because it's a child's mind that's screaming and roaring. Do you know? And rather being let do anything, you know they respond much better to not being allowed because they feel safe. Do you know? Something resonating with you there, all right. But can't quite put yeah. There's something around this, yeah. Yeah, so, so if, you, if you see that that aspect of I want to go to the room, no, you're not going to do that, you know? It's, some, it's back to that cluelessness I have as well of not knowing what I'm at yes. and not, there's no signposts, you know? Yes. So I only figure it out by hitting the yes. boundary. That's it, that's it. So it's, it's finding that's out right. the hard way, kind of. Yeah, you're finding out the hard way. It didn't work, yeah. either. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is, yes. it is a bit like that actually. Okay, so let's say your young fella is in that stage, right? Of where it, he's just doing everything so that you're consistently saying no. He's just actually putting you into a scenario for you to say no. Okay? Now, what would, would be an easier way for him? If a child is doing that, and all of their behavior is around getting the no from you. What would be an easier way for them to evolve out of that? I'm getting all confused because I'm thinking of the small letter coming in. And okay. yes, do you know? Okay, okay. Uh, which, okay, I want you know. Uh, or imagine. I like what, what is effective for him is actually asking, what does he want? Okay. Rather than just telling him. Okay. Talk to him almost like an adult. Okay. It works very well. Yes. Yes. And ask So what do you want, Annie? I'd like the ability to go with how it is being managed as opposed to trying to manage it. Stop working. I'd like the ability to let go to that. The ability to surrender. 
to how it is actually happening as opposed to me how do I switch off trying to do it trying to manage it and so if you're not because the, the part that is trying to manage it wants to be in control in, in some way yeah exactly and so if you're not in control what happens what's going to happen what's the fear around you not being in control I think it's just a habit the okay. habit of being in control, of thinking I was or had control in the past. Okay. It's a habit. Okay. Um, I don't know if I have hu- a huge amount of fear left. Yeah. It's kind of battered up. <laughs> yeah. Really, I don't, I'm not sure. I suppose any experience I have when I can switch it off and see how things are happening, it's much better scenario than I could have ever made, played out or managed. Of course. You know, it's, it's softer. Yeah. It's lighter and it's happier for everyone. Yeah. You know, so I really, there's nothing good about it at all. Though. Yeah. But I just can't seem to. Yeah. I think what you said, it's that thing of just uh, having the boundary or having to bash against it to learn. Yes. To learn. Yes. To learn. I, I wish I could learn softer. Yes, to learn softer. To learn softer. And I think the old way of, say, meditating or that softer way, I would learn much easier that way. But it's yes. not working at the moment. Oh, it is working, just the opportunities aren't there as much. Yes. I have to learn in the moment, now, the second, yes. all day long. Yes. And so it's, it's the bashing against yes. the walls, I think. Yes. It's, but it's only the ego that's been bashed. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm concerned of going to, uh, of everyone around me, especially the small lad. Ah. That it's, what's that doing to him? You know, this cluelessness, this battering around. This, you know, okay, now we're, now I've now found a motivation for control. I keep, I keep okay. stifling. If it was myself, fine, I'd batter away. Okay. The wall, no problem, but conscious of, always conscious of that. Okay. To what extent this particular thing going to fuck up? <laughs> yes. You know, and I'm stifling it then a wee bit, I think. I'm trying to yes. stop, stop it. Okay. Okay. Now it makes sense. So it's to protect your son that, that the controlling aspect is getting a little bit of fuel. I think so. I think so, I think so. I'm so too. I couldn't give a shit about myself. Sure. I know, yeah. The ego. I couldn't. You're dead anyway. You know. I, yeah, I... I, I there's not much there, you know. I yeah, yeah. have a huge... Yeah, yeah. Okay. I do want certain things for sure, but I have a big pull there of not wanting him. Okay. So it's the uh, attachment to the idea yeah. of parenting and oh, all that package. Alright. <laughs> let yourself screw up. You won't, like, but let yourself do it. It's just a trick for the mind. I'm doing it every day, and it's torture. <laughs> because there's a desire for it to be another way? deserve to have it happier for him maybe. <laughs> you know, just a desire to have a happier moment for him maybe. <laughs> you know, even though in a way it's more honest, you know, the way I am, but I I said there's a desire of this you know, I'd be happy for him or something. He's but anytime it's a facade or something, if I try and put that on like, but if I'm trying to, uh, how to describe it, to uh, do something because I think I should, 
It just stinks. It feels yes. horribly. Yes. Yes. But like that cluelessness, I don't know how to follow the or find the what's natural at that moment. Not knowing. It's just it's so bombarding. I think I don't. And yes. every minute there's decisions to be made. And yes. Ninety-nine percent of them are usually wrong. Yes. So, it feels, so it's that battering constantly. Yes. There, and there's that yeah that thing. There can be a no man's land between when you're controlling and going with the flow. That clueless phase. Right. Let yourself be clueless. Do you know? Yeah. It, it, I am completely clueless. Yeah. yeah, and and let decisions be made for you. Just just take a back seat. He'll be alright. He'll be alright, but you but 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 you have to I don't give yourself a break in this because you can't do both. You're pulling in two directions. Mm. You, you, you can't, that's not sustainable. You go drive yourself nuts. Do you know? Imagining what's the best thing for him and turning yourself into that and yet Grace is pulling you home with a ferocious rate. What do you think is going to help him most? There's no question. He'd be all right. Even around a cranky You know, <laughs> I read about a study one time, a few years ago now, but it stuck in my head, about two um, uh, baby monkeys who were taken away from their, scientific things for these animals, and <laughs> taken away from their mothers, and they were given two false adult mother monkeys. One um, was had a heater inside inside the, the, the false fur and she was furry, right? And the other one had warm milk. And so they let these two monkeys go, right? And the two monkeys checked out the two the little monkeys checked out the two parent monkeys and everything. And they both died of starvation hanging on to the one with no milk. The nutrition was there, all the right, everything that they needed it was there. But there was just something soft. No nourishment at all, but something soft. And they hung out to that until they died. And would not feed themselves. Do you know? Yeah, exactly. Yes, That's how it works, yeah. Yeah. So, he'll get what he needs. He'll find what he needs. But, but, he is developing, funnily enough, uh, a fierce emotional intelligence. Yes. Because I am, I suppose, so emo emotional. Yes. In one way. Or yes. I do speak yes. clearly. In that language, yeah. You know. Yeah. But at the same time, it is funny when your two-year-old can turn around and say, sometimes you get mad. Sometimes you get mad. <laughs> in a... In a, in a Adults yeah. asking me kind of scary way, you know. Yes. Didn't know what the hell to say to that, yes. you know. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, That's fine. I do love. That's fine. That's <laughs> people do. People do. Yeah. But it is. Um, it is just. Uh, I think I don't mind the getting mad. At the, it's the mad when I'm overwhelmed. Yes, 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 yes. It's when it annoys me. Yes. Now. Yes. Yeah, you can get mad at it. Yes. Yes. I just don't feel that he's going to come to any harm if you let go of the reins of it. 
It's it's wanting to and not knowing how kind of actually. I'm not sure. I I think there's a bit of I don't know, but I think there's a bit of hanging on to some aspect of control in order to be the idea the, the fulfill the idea of the mother that you want to be. Do you know? Or in some way to, to, to do the right thing for him. There's some ideas that are holding you. It's around the parenting. There is this, this, that polarized on the because uh, it's far from I'm far, I'm far from an ideal parent, you know. Sure. Well, well, but the the pull is there any concepts anywhere? Yeah, the pull is the. Yeah, there's something unnatural there. Yes. And there's a hope yes. to stop it or something. Yes. There's an open thing. It happens since birth, and it's probably winding down. Yes. But it's still there. Yes. Yes. Um, so important to want, want everything to be good for him. Yes. You know. That's it. That's yeah. the desire. That's yeah. the desire. Fluffing around him or something. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And in trying to do that, I'm making it the opposite of Yes, that. absolutely. No. That's exactly what is happening, I think. Yeah. So how do you drop that? Just stop doing it. Because it's a doing. Do you know? Be clueless. Flow with the day. Look at it. Well, let's see what's going to happen today. No plan because it's already going to happen the way it's planned and I just don't know yet. Whatever game you have to play to let yourself in that no man's land, in that clueless phase. And in that clueless phase, the idea of how to make things right for your son cannot be accommodated. If you really let yourself loose from the reins, those ideas of wanting to be a specific type of parent cannot be housed. No, that's what's happening. So, so stay in there, because you're just torturing yourself now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let go into clueless. Right. And somehow nature will, will mother him. Of course it will. I'm, I'm more comfortable in the clueless than that, than that actually. Yeah. So drop these ideas of what's right for him and what your, your conditioned mind has imagined is the right type of parenting. Whether it's come from the books or how we're, you know, not to do what happened to us or, you know, these are the things we play with, imagining we know what's right. There is no right and wrong. All of that is just the, the, the mind exercising a whole load of ideas, distracting you from like, whoa, it's dead simple, drop in here. Drop attention here. And it can happen anyway. But the stickiness to I want to control it and make it better and make it right. And it's painful. Very exhausting. I know Annie and I know she's a fabulous woman. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean Og is a beautiful, happy child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. You see, that's it. It's in our heads. It's a wonderful moment. It's in our heads. Yeah. It's just identification with thought. He's very happy, child. Sure, yeah. He is, I suppose, really. It's what I imagine, you know. You see, of course, it's all in your head. Of course, it's all in your head. Parenting happens, and then this chaos happens up here. Parenting happens. Let it happen. We create such a scenario to keep the eye involved in a problem and a story and, and to have something to talk about and something to work out. And all it's doing is that the ego is trying to stay alive. 
because it can't be dissolved until this is sorted. Well, if you want to believe that, fine. But not so. Not so. Drop attention all the time. And somehow, life will continue beautifully. Okay, it's not when, when you say that, the, that exact, those exact words, it feels like you're saying um, life will continue differently. But I, uh, um, I'm thinking that's not what you mean, it's just what I'm hearing. Life will continue beautifully, perhaps looking exactly the same, but the attitude that this is not beautiful is what will change. Yes. So when you say life will continue beautifully, you don't mean there won't appear to be. Uh, Neurosis and it won't appear to be. You just mean the, the, the eyes that see it won't judge it as. That's right, won't judge it. Yeah. Won't judge it at all. The labeling stops. Because I think that's, that's, that's a, real, a real twitch in me is the, thing, is the thought that when all this is finally integrated, yes. um, I'll be looking at beautiful things. Yes. In other words, I won't be seeing ugliness and pain and despair and, yes. and feeling these things. And that, that's, that's a real catch in, 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 in this fist for me. Mm. Um, so I guess uh, just uh, yes, yeah. it's, it's That's all, all the changes is is how I how I regard this yes. thing called life. Yes, yes. Knowing that there is no I, um, things are seen how they are, but there's no commentary at all. So it's not, it's not like developing a different set of concepts about the world. Yeah. It's not that at all. Yeah. It's, it's when attention is at home, th there's no commentary. There's just nothing to be changed. There's no desire. And so life happens. And of course it's with an ease because there's nothing that would be resisting or fighting. Do you see? But still you can break your leg. And still, you can say unkind what appears to be unkind things. Yes. Still, you can be what what when I'm identified with I, I, I feel regretful about. Those, yes. Those exact actions can play themselves out. That's yes. That, yes. Yeah. So, so still, the, yeah. Yes. This is real. This is a real um, key one for me in a way because I, think yes. I look for for some sort of betterment in myself and betterment in the world and that if I realize my true nature then the world will be better. Yes. But that's not really what you're saying, is it? It no. just sounds like what you're saying. It, it just seems <laughs> to be what it is, just flickers of light. Yeah, yeah. And and there will still be the appearance of conflict and the appearance yes. of, of yes. malice and the appearance and of And knowing that and nothing is lost and nothing is gained by suffering and poverty and joy and laughter and nothing. It's just it's just manifestation. It's just molecules moving in every way they can. There is no getting there and arriving at bliss. It's not like that. Paradise isn't where we get to. We are That's right. That's right. It's seeing. It's seeing reality. And somehow from reality, joy arises. But you know Love that, arises. You, you know nothing to be joyful for. Sorry. Yeah. But you know, in relationship, yeah. where it kind of depends on having attitude. Relationship seems to me yes. depends on yes. on you're this and I'm that. That's and, right. And I'll do this if you do. Like that's it, right. It, it's, that, it's the very nature of it seems to be negotiation. That's right. Um, I guess that's the stick, another sticky bit for me is is uh, is it feels like it's letting go of that negotiation in a certain way. So caring whether the other person is well, yes, mustn't feature in this as well, and and taking 
you know, extreme measures that the other person as well mustn't be a feature yes. in this. But that's not the case either, is it? It's more that the perspective is this person I live with or I'm in relationship with is me. And so naturally there is a caring. Naturally there is an accommodating. But it's never in order to make it work or it's never in order for anything. It just there's naturally it's you. It's you. How could you not give? It's you. How could you not? There's no sense of like, well, that's my boundary now. Huh? There is no division. There is no boundary. And so actions get taken. Yes. In in proper relationship with yes. the event that, that arises, exactly as opposed to in a kind of tangled, that's right. leveled complex thing. Around it, yeah. That's right. Whether it's mothering or or that's lovering right. or sistering or that's right. Friending or whatever. That's right. It's kind of yeah. 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 So it gets simpler. Because it, and it's not even that you trust what's happening. It's just that there is only what's happening. Do you know? Because you can play, you can play with the ego watching life happening and pulling back. So you're playing and just trust the flow, just trust it being taken care of. But that's not it at all. It's like, no, no, no. Place attention in, in peace and there's, trust what? Trust what, huh? It takes an eye to trust it. But there's just clearly only what happens with no set of ideas of how I like it operating. Do you see? Yeah. yeah. Bottom line is the eye, the eye is an illusion. The eye is just a thought. It has no substance. And what just came there when you said that, was that when identification is with the eye, uh, in fact, relationship is not possible because it's, it's more like you have this kind of tyrant inventing things in your own image, in the image yes. you want them to be in. Yes. Whereas when the identification somehow <clears throat> so strongly there, um, actually maybe there's a clearer seeing of what this apparent other actually is expressing. Yeah, there, yeah, it's... it's it, mm. And it's even less than seeing what the apparent other is expressing. It's even less. It's like... Well, it's sometimes it's like dialogue just comes through your mouth. It, it, you know, it's like it's coming from back there and it passes through your mouth, and, it, and there's nothing bothered about what I say because somehow it's just it, it's it's how it is. Like like for example, okay, I could run a story because I'm shattered. Like this body is so tired, but so then if that, if if. If I thought I was my body, then it would be like, oh God, will I cancel the satsang? And will it be alright? What would people think? Because maybe I'm not clear. Man, throw it all out. Body is exhausted. You look asleep sometimes. What's the big deal? Do you know? If energy is clear as a result, it's clear. If it's not clear, it's not clear. Sure. Sure, what difference does it make? This is, this is just God in manifestation. How can one part of it be good and another part of it bad? Doesn't make sense. Just doesn't. It's only how it is. And it's always full and, and rich because it's just God. How can it be anything else? There's only God. Do you see? So, any pull to control stops. But gently play happens. And you get dressed up and you go out and it's like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> the show goes on, you know, and you enjoy it like, because sure, of course it's to be enjoyed. 
seems simple. It's that simple. All the time it's that simple. I'm sorry to be laboring this at point, but when I hear you say, and you enjoy it all, again I'm hearing a kind of a paradox notion that when this is realized, okay. happiness is the only thing you okay. feel. Sure. But there's also not to be enjoyed. It's like, is, there, is that allowed? That's okay, there is no, I feel enjoyment or I enjoy something. But somehow there is a joy that arises. It's like the primary um, movement or sensation. And it's more that that sensation comes out of the stillness. It's not connected to anything. Nothing is enjoyed. Nothing is the source or the cause of enjoyment. But that in that, you know sometimes that joy just arises for nothing. And you, that, all the time. Do you know, it's e just... Even in, just, in, in the story of discomfort. Well, you see, there isn't an I who has discomfort. So if it's passing through that, like, you know, you whatever, you hurt yourself or somebody just, you know, read you the right hat, whatever. It's, it's passing through. But, but, but joy is where the attention is. It's completely disconnected with what's passing through. So then there's no I who is enjoying something. It's just that joy arises. And, and life goes on without a commentary. So what would have been seen as horrendous or beautiful has nothing to do at all with the joy that arises. Because the joy arises from the peace of what is. And you know it. You know it. Except the eye takes more attention than these phases between the eye thought. But everybody has them loads of times a day. But because the eye is just so, whoa, whoa, all about me. It's so loud. It sounds so loud that we join the dots of where the eye was talking. And we forget about the stillness in between. And we think, I feel like this all the time. It's like, actually, you're probably not. Just when you think you're feeling like that, you're feeling like that. You know? Yeah. There's breaks all the time. But we, we, we like drama, you know? The all about me story will kick in, and so then it's all about me. And so, so there's only the observation of when the eye is active, and we think that that's all the time. There's cracks all the time. All the time. So whatever the eye story is, is talking, you can work it out if there's something to work out, but Finish that project quick, <laughs> you know, and drop back into what's outside of that. And just know that, yeah, something crappy is passing by. Fine, fine, it's not what I am. It'll pass. It'll pass. And you'd rather be moved into doing something to make it pass or you won't. But don't try to control it. There's this idea of the light inside. Yes. And um, so I have this thing where I can feel the light inside. Yes. If I decide to be conscious. Yes. But most of the time, and I think I can get into that energy if I sit down. It kind of feels like it's artificial. Yes. Because um, I've been attending Tony Parsons for the past four years. Yes. And he was, you know, he talks about. You know, there's nothing you can do. So basically, yes. I've been doing nothing. And I yes. think I'm focused up about that now. Okay. I feel like my life's kind of gone to shit. And okay. if I'm I stuck with the spiritual techniques, okay. you know, I'd okay. be better off. Ye
from the absolute standpoint, there is nothing to do. Yeah. Now, and there is no I who can do anything, and all of that is so, and reveals itself to be so. But while the I is taken as real, of course there's something to do. Because the I is going to be doing something and believing it's doing something. So, so you can play with that idea of, of, okay, I think I'm real, so this thought of the I is running. And I think I have free will, use it. Use it, use it, use it, use it to destroy mind. Because yes, Tony Parkinson is right. From the absolute standpoint, there is nothing to do. But, but the absolute standpoint is silent, you know? <laughs> and that which goes to a 10 sat sign is already doing something. It's already doing something. So, you see, that didn't make sense for, for Jack. Like, that didn't make sense for me. So, so, I used the mind for its own to annihilate itself. Absolutely, 24-7, used the mind in every way I could. Because I believed that the only tool I have is the mind. And I believe that I exist as an individual because mind is telling me that thought and it's bought. It's bought to be true. Now what am I going to do with that? Kick back and, and just wait for Grace to pull me home? No way. I'm going to do whatever I can to spin this out. And it, it's not that it spins out, it's that at a certain point, I know, the, because the pain gets less and less, because if you're taking action, the pain gets less and less, of course. Because in the observer mode, geez, life is much easier. If you can see something and you're not in an emotional reaction and you've that sense of observation, it's much softer than being stuck in my story, isn't it? Do you know? So yeah, go to the I am. Why not do that while you're waiting for grace anyway? <coughs> do you see? But funnily enough, in the I am, energetically something happens. If you work to, and this is the scientific side that thankfully they're discovering now, if you work to bring attention to the, to the I am, to the observer mode, or to the white light, to whatever, you're, you're shifting one concept, you're shifting mind inward, okay? In that, energetically, if there isn't more um, thinking energy placed on the I story, the all about me emotions of what I'm feeling and what I want, if there's less attention placed on that, the neurological circuits burn up and it prepares the energy field for self-realization. You can't make it happen, but it's a preparation. You, can, you see? You can, you, can, you, can, you can lay the ground. You don't know if anything's going to happen, but at least you can lay the ground. You can do that. For sure. And do you also think you can kind of rewire your brain as well? Ah, yeah. Yeah, to a certain extent, yes. As you mentioned earlier on, it seems to say that you need good self-love yeah. to get to know duality. It's very rare somebody doesn't. So almost all, I'd have to qualify like that. Yes, almost all have to arrive at that place of self-love. Because that is what keeps the ego continuing the all about me story. Is that it wants more of me? What's it looking for? Love. Because it is love. Because there's only love. So of course it's looking for love. And if you think about love, you know, if you're with someone you love, you're relaxed. 
you know there's nothing really else that really matters right now. Mind automatically goes into the present moment. There are all these conditions that happen when you when mind is outside of the story. I've actually had the experience of having unconditional love for a couple of people. Yes. And one of them was this selfish, tyrannic lone man. Yes. And that was really quite well. Anyway, but you know, I just felt totally happy with yes. because I feel totally unconditional love from yes, which is almost an accident. Yes, it's just an accident. But um, I don't know. There's kind of a barrier between spending time with it. So what about it for yourself? Yeah. Because we very often do to somebody else before we say, "Hold on, I'm running this through somebody else. It's actually for myself. It's actually for myself. It's what I'm going for." So, what about unconditional love for you? That's where you start. It's dead natural. It's soft. It's gentle. It's just self-nurturing. And I also can do it with kids. Which, see, what happens is, you know, you're talking, I used to be a brilliant babysitter. I was an American, like, I was brilliant with kids. Yeah. And even when I was back here and I meet people who knew me, who've never seen me with kids, and then they see me kids and say, you know, I think you should become a teacher or something. But when I look back on my relationship with kids in America, firstly I don't like parents, sometimes, you know, I get pissed off with parents or whatever, or keep a distance from the parents, you know. But um, is, is it, when I left America, then I abandoned those children. So <clears throat> You can say you abandoned them, or you can say you just left. Something just pulls you away. Life does that. Kids are resilient. Who's the next person to give us love? And they go there. <laughs> What's happening now? Whereas we run stories because mind is full of story. So we let go of that one. And is it better that kids have an experience of being, receiving unconditional love where they didn't have to earn it or it wasn't biological or, you know? Well, there's one little girl, my mum's obviously, she's egocentric. And I was in America, when I went back to visit, you know, the little girl, we, we let some stories, somebody said something like not showing up, and her mother was criticizing her because she missed out a bit of the message, which, you know, and saying that she was egocentric in the way she told the story, because I remember have seen that child as egocentric in any way. Then afterwards, I was reading the stuff about some gurus of sociopaths, and it's because they got loads of love when they were kids, and I was thinking, my God, I've been, you know, encouraging yeah. this little girl to be a sociopath, because it gave her so much yes. love and attention yes. that maybe, you know, she's going to be, have this egocentric part of just because of me. Drop all this me story. My goodness. You have a book of them. Drop these me stories. And find yourself worth, not through your work. Just find it. And find unconditional love for you, not through your work. Not through anybody else. Get that bit established. Because then the me stories won't need to be voiced so much. Because you know, which I'm okay. And self-love does that. It stops the pull to have a, a me story. 
Because all the me is looking for is affirmation, confirmation, validation, visibility. It's all it's looking for. So self-love is clear and it's sorted and you know you're okay. Then there's no need to defend, there's no need to stand up for yourself, there's no need to protect the ego. You know that well, it's fine. Sure, Grant, what about this? So what? So what? You see? And it gets simpler and it allows mind to turn inward. I suppose I was kind of seeing it as part of the dark night itself. So. Yes, yes, for sure. Because it's like everything you think is good. You know, you think, God, I thought that was good. At least that was good. Then you say, well, maybe it wasn't. You know, I just don't know what's good or bad. That's right. And stay there in that place of not knowing what's good or bad. Let the good or bad pigeonholes destruct. There's no good or bad. In any moment, we do the best that we can, given what we know. Then that's good enough. Hindsight is just going to do your head in. Because hindsight is when the wisdom kicks in. But you're, you didn't get the wisdom except doing it the, you know, the way you did it. And that's how we learn. So the retrospective stuff, and even the I should have done this in that conversation, and like what we were talking about earlier, the retrospective stuff is torture. It's just the all about me fantasy. Yeah, the children are Yeah, of course they are. Of course they are. Of course they are. Focus on yourself, your relationship with you. I just wanted to, I'm kind of getting a lot of uh, what everybody's saying there, and I just noticed a pattern that's running in me at the moment, um, that's always been running in me. I, I used to be like a workaholic or a people-aholic or, you know, finding all those things have kind of been taken away now. So I can see the pattern is still running. It's like if I'm on the computer, it's like I have to stay there until I'm burnt out. Okay. If I'm doing satsang, I have to go, you know, yeah. I could have that in me, that I have to go to every single one. Not yeah. And it's, I see it really clearly now because I don't have a lot of things sure. to distract myself. And it's just exhausting. Like, it's exhausting. And but then I have, like you're saying to this girl, uh, you know, it's like I have, say, like two or three days now where I do the self-love thing. I just keep saying, what can I give you now? What can I keep giving myself? Yeah. Whatever I need. Yeah. But this is really, you know, I went away for five weeks um, interrelating on my own. Oh my God, the pain I caused myself with that, because okay. um, I know other people with me, and sure. it just, you know, I saw pain in me that I never knew was there. But it's all the same thing, you know. Either I'd be staying hostage, peeling myself out, stay, you know, staying somewhere and feeling desperately lonely. Then intensity for that. It's all intensity, like yeah. I know it's all addiction or something probably, but you know, I don't know. Um, well, maybe I'm hearing just the more of the self-love. I don't know. Even though I'm doing the self-love, this is still yeah. it's getting louder. Okay. So I suppose probably a good thing. It's getting more painful. Okay. You know? Okay. Mm. There's two options. You can you can play with the intensity to to have it as another thing to fix, or you mm. can see that it's just a personality trait mm. and it's grand. And so what if you're shattered and? Sacked out, and that's the end of that, and shattered from the computer, and you're crawling into bed. So what? If the desire is there to be different, okay, the eye is running, and the eye will try to control it and change personality. 
But you know that's your personality. An intense personality is in this. There's one here. <laughs> 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 but is it not like the opposite of self-love? Like, Why you know, is it? Because I keep pushing myself. Like I'm Are you pushing yourself? yourself? Well, Are you pushing but it would seem harmful, so it would seem like I'm doing something. Okay, check that out now. There's a little gem there. Check that out and see if... if if there's just, that's how your form moves. That's how life moves through you, intensely. Yeah. Or is it actually because you're trying to hurt yourself in some, some kind of subtle way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, check to see there now. And if it's just personality and there's no charge in it, fine, just grant. No, there's a resonance in that. Which one? In, in the, the harmony. You're trying to hurt yourself in some way. Okay. Okay. Because when it was very extreme when I was away for the five weeks, um, it's it's like I completely lost myself sometimes, and in that there was like a lot of self hate, um, that came up, and um, yeah. So I suppose I, I'm tormenting myself because I did that. It's like why did I go away and lose? I lost myself a lot. But in the losing myself, I saw a lot of what was there. Sure, sure. You know, and there was a lot of self-hate. I got that I couldn't even look at my appearance. There was like a thing I've never had before, all this ugly stuff. And in every way, I hated myself. So in an extreme case, yeah. that's what surfaced. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, is that always then, that's what's there? Or is it that I created that by being away from my support system, not doing my yoga, not... You know, no, it, that, they're just mm, the cause and effect thing. Let it get loose. Okay. Do you know? Yeah. Whatever was going to be experienced was going to be experienced. That was the context. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. It would have come up sooner or later for sure because it was something that was to be experienced. Mm. You know? Yeah. Well, I suppose there's a good. The plus of it is because the pain is so extreme, so I can nearly. Feel if I'm going to do something that feels lonely, or if I'm going to do something that's really extreme. So I suppose the pain is, you know, yeah, is going to make a change. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you just have to stop it. It's not, you know. Well, it's like I'm afraid, you know, it's like, you know, I got afraid of say keeping myself out. It's like, oh my god, I'm afraid to do that again. So I'll go and stay somewhere long. So it's like the pain makes you afraid of. Yeah. 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 The that's the controller. Yeah. Just, just watch out for the controller, you know? What's the controller? The controller is the one. I'm not doing that again because I didn't like that. Exactly. You know, imagining that you're controlling what happens the next time. Um, Monitoring your behavior yeah. so that you can control the outcome. But also, I'm just wondering, am I not like caring for myself more if I'm saying, well, it'd be stupid, you know, if I bang my head off the wall there and say, well, I'll try it the next time, it might, you know, it might give me a bruise. Wouldn't that be kind of crazy? More in the present moment. Self-love isn't a concept. It's more practice. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, what's the softest thing now? Yeah. What's the softest thing now? A cup of tea, or go to bed, not this computer. What's the softest thing now? Go for soft. Mm-hmm. Go for soft. Because in the softness, there's no push. And in the softness, there's a dissolving. There's a dissolving of the eye. 
Yes, I feel it here when I come in. I always start crying immediately. Yeah, it's just, it's okay, you know, it's okay. It's like, let yourself be held by whatever puts you here, you know. Let the eye dissolve, it's all right. The hard work was for nothing. <laughs> just for the experience. He's not happy with that. <laughs> yeah, and it must have it's a huge value. Hard on anybody. That's right. It's all for a huge value on work, you know. And no, it's it's just it's useless, like everything. It's just what's unfolding. And then, yes. and, then, and then the ego as well finds it. It's like. It's like I'm being emptied out of everything that I knew to be me in the last yes. year. And yes. Now it's like I'm well again and everything. And I'm, it's like, it's like, what's for me? There must be something else for me because I was this big person. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. Surrender that idea to. Mm. Let yourself disappear. Yes. The I will completely and totally disappear. Yes. There will be a total realizing that you were nothing outside of a little thought in your own imagination. Imagining that, oh, they think I'm important and they need me and this makes me feel good. Yeah. All the other story, all of it is all of it is worthless. It's all about nothing. Let it lose its importance. Who's going to know about you in 50 years' time, huh? <laughs> there might be an hour that we've got something. But once it's time, there won't even be a photograph left. Do you know? Yeah. That'd be grand. <laughs> Do you see? Let, let yourself soften and dissolve and just. Yeah, let yourself melt and soften. Just get soft, you know. When you, when you say whoever put us here, kind of if you're. Um... Can I take it back? No. It's like, okay, life itself, but I'm trying to figure out can we elaborate on whatever put us here? There is no creator. There's no creator created. Because, because that which is never made something that was separate. Manifestation arises from and returns back into the absolute, but never stops being absolute. So there is no creator created. It's just a concept for a while, that works for a while. But it's quite, um, let's say, you feel that we are the absolute. It's quite a. It's not possible. No, it's to know that you are not separate. You will see that there is only the absolute. Therefore, you are all of it. Yes. Mm -hmm. We leave it there. <laughs> <laughs>